Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Good evening, welcome to more than just a podcast, podcast, or good morning, or good night, or, or your that, afternoon. Hang on, start again, do that again. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, this is more than just a podcast. Podcast! My name's George, I'm here with Sean, hello Sean. Good evening, George. I'm here with John, hello John. Hello. How's it going? It's wonderful, how's it going for you? Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's a rainy old day, the it's summer's been miserable, gone. isn't it? Miserable yeah. today. It's been, it was hot though. It was hot, humid. It was humid, humid. Uh, we're here to talk about West Ham and our last game was against Sunderland away. The Mackhams. The Mackhams, indeed. Uh, we went 2-0 down very early on. It's, it was an easy game on paper, wasn't it? We looked awful. Winless Sunderland. We said, what did we say last podcast? You were saying 3-0, 4-1, 2-0. I think we all predicted a large scoreline. We did. Against Dickey. Who's now left? Yeah, no surprise though. After watching his post-match interview, well, we seem to be putting the nail in quite a few people's coffins, well, don't we? The old, Ro- the old Rogers certainly put a nail in his coffin, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Andy Carroll seemed to know he was on his way because he tweeted out "win-win for Liverpool today." Did he? Did you see that? No. So he obviously knew before the game that if he didn't win against Everton, he was on his way. I think. Well. We're not here to talk about Liverpool. No, we're not. It's not a <laughs> Liverpool podcast. Uh, we went 2-0 down very early on against Sunderland. We looked very poor. Very slow start. We haven't seen the start that slowly all season, really. Who um, was to blame, George? Uh, I blame Jenkinson for the first goal for giving away a needless free kick. Yeah. Tompkins completely lost his man on the marking. Yeah. Uh, and the second goal was Pae, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Misplaced pass. Pretty the much put the bloke genius. through. But it was a great, great finish. You can't... can't Take that away from him. Although, I will say, Payet has got, uh, created the most chances in the Premier League. 33. Yeah. Uh, uh, 32, I was told, but I won't argue with 32. 33. Yeah. He's uh, scored four goals. Four goals. Three assists. Three assists. 33 chances in eight games. That's not bad, is it? He's had a good start. 
He was my captain in the fantasy league. He was league. my captain as well, but yeah. you actually took Aguero out. I took Aguero out of my captain, and I was doing triple points this week, so let's not talk about that. Unbelievable. Uh, we had 58% possession, and 40 they had 44%. Which is anyone surprised about that? Well, it was, because it was a swap around, because if you looked at the first half... Because I was well doing swap around. Well, I will say we watched all the game together, and I was doing a live update for Clarence Hughes. Yeah, didn't we know it? Oh, didn't <laughs> and John was moaning, going, "Why are you tipping and tapping? We're trying to well, watch well, the game." When we go to the game, you spend half the time on your phone tweeting and doing whatever. So you don't hardly watch half the game. And when you actually first time for however long you've come around and watched a live game here, you spent the whole time tapping away on your laptop. Yeah. I'm surprised you can comment on the I game. I think he's actually looking at his Apple Watch now because he's yeah. got a notification. So, someone just sent me a notification. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you, you can't really comment on the game because you didn't really yes, watch did. it. Did you, you read it back afterwards? Well, because you, all there? you did was say, who did that? <laughs> How did that? Who was that? Was you tried game? to trick me a few times. We you did try to slip in some Tell wrong. me that Stephen Fletcher was spelt with a Z or things like <laughs> uh, that. Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was it? What's his name? Who came on? Um, our striker, Yelovich. Yelovich. Yeah. <laughs> what was his first name? And what was his first name? He said it was Nicky N I K K I. Yeah. Uh, you almost felt. You're it. a wag. You too. Well, you're so easy because you don't concentrate. Anyway. Anyway. We did watch it together on a uh, high definition stream, and. Um, yeah, first half was nothing to write home about, was it? But what I was going to say is, first half, they had all the possession. We had like, I don't know, 40% of possession. They had 60%. So for us to end up with 58, we obviously bossed the second half. Yeah, we, well, obviously they went down to 10 men, but... Well, we haven't talked about Jenkinson's goal. Yeah. So we got one back just before half-time, oh, yeah, which I did. think was important. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was It was a good goal. I thought he'd done well to keep going, keep running. He came from nowhere. Moses, kept Moses the assist. Ball, put a half decent ball in the box and he, he buried it. So fair play. Uh, Did he deserve to be taken off, um, Moses? Because a lot of people said I don't he know. didn't do I a mean, lot. Of he didn't do a lot, but I don't think Yelovich impressed. Although Moses now, by the way, apparently picked the reason he was taken off is he had Injured. a little knock because he's, he's now withdrawn from the Nigerian, Nigerian team to face Congo and someone else. I forget. Bongo, Bongo, they drink yeah. it in the Congo. Yeah. So. He's uh, he's having a rest. Oh, hundred and seventy-five uh, grand a game. And then uh, we we got a goal. Did we get a goal back before they got down sent off down to ten men? I think we did, didn't we? Went two all. No, was it not? I think we. I think they were down to ten men. I'm going to look on BBC. I don't know. I was tippy tapping doing yeah. the update. I will say, John, for someone who's who complained about me tippy tapping. You are actually on your phone at the I moment. I am. I'm looking, looking at something. There. I'm looking at something that you've done. That <laughs> yeah, I you're looking at Clarence Hughes. Yeah, I'm looking at something I want to complain about. Oh, really? But I can't. <laughs> I couldn't remember Please, what it is. It's not about the Chelsea physio, is it? When I put up the pictures of the Chelsea physio. I've just seen it on there. They're yeah, disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgraceful. That was the biggest story of the day when I picked up pictures. I put up pictures saying... She's um, accused us of she sexism. She's chanting, I put a picture up in a bikini. Yeah, you're so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and a sort of semi-naked Who's this? picture. Who's you can't, you, Eva. You, you, you know, <laughs> you're kind of stuck in the 1970s, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, so they got a the, um, man sent off in 56 minutes and then uh, we scored in 59 minutes. So. There you go. Uh, so it was a second yellow. It was a sending off. It was, absolutely, yeah. 
Well, no, we no got argument. Who, who? I thought Noble could have gone off. Noble, well, yeah. Because he, he was already on a yellow and he, he did... Well, the first yellow was the, the first yellow. And then they started booing him every time he touched the ball. As if well, <laughs> he could have easily, you know, I've seen a lot of refs try and even it up and that second tackle, he could have easily have gone, let's be honest, to even it up. Yeah, I know, yeah. We got lucky. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Uh, and then we obviously had a very good chance to go in front when uh, Jelovic missed a, what some people probably call a sitter, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if he'd put his head on it, I think he'd been much better yeah. off, I guess. The only defence you can give him is that he probably hadn't expected it to get all the way through to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's a bit, I mean, he hasn't really had much of a run. He no, much but of you, a game, you're a striker. You're a professional footballer. Yeah, the ball's there got, in front of you. You know, you can't start. I'm not having a go. I'm just saying. I personally think, you know. Could have won. We could have we could have won. It would have been nice to have won. But, uh no, we've done well to get the two goals back, but first yeah. half we were, ab- we were abject, we were pretty awful. And we, we've done well to get the goal before half-time. Moses didn't do a lot, and, all, and what he did was that run that created the goal. Jenkinson, again, I thought had a bad game. So I see some places he got man of the match. And he had a poor first half. I think he was better second half, wasn't he? He was more attacking. And yeah, I think Creswell, again, <coughs> looks a bit unstable. I don't know what's gone got into him this season. He seems to be. Hammery year went to his head. Yeah, he seems to have you know, taken the foot off the gas, and that, and that kind of what it always it looks to me like the, we lack urgency in the team. When you look at our defensive displays we've done this season, like against City and Arsenal, and then you see us play like we did in the first half, then you sort of wonder where it's come from. They're just. There's no urgency there. There's Where's no it all come we're from? We're still unbeaten away from home, though. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I mean, it's we, we shouldn't it was a good point. Down. It was not, a good point. We're not 2-0 down. I'm not being down. I'm just saying it, it's, it's confusing. And it, and it, this is quite well how it could be the whole season, up and down. And if it is, that's fine, because yeah. it's still better than if what we've had. If you look at the stats, going back to them, 20 shots, 6 on target, versus their 12 and 3 on target, which tells a story. It's still better than what uh, we've had. And apparently, another stat, and I'm sure I mentioned it before, is West Ham have converted the most chances on goal. So when you look at the chances on goal, we had uh, six. We obviously converted two of them. West Ham convert over 40% of their chances, which is the best in the Premier League. 40% of the chances on target end up as goals. And we are scoring a hell of a lot of goals this season. Well, we're, to- we're like in the top five in Europe, aren't we? I read today. We're 15 goals, haven't we? Scored? Something like that. Yeah, 15 goals. Well, you're right, that's what I'm saying. We can't, we can't complain. We can't complain. I'm not We're miserable buggers and we I'm usually not, do campaign. I'm not complaining. But 15 goals after, what is it, eight games? Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's not at all. And I'm not complaining. So Nearly stop, stop averaging two, two a game. That ain't bad, John. Yeah, and I'm happy stop with it. Stop complaining, John. I'm not, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, uh, near miss for the chairman. Although, obviously, it wasn't their plane that, that crashed. As I first told that you. Was such oh, was it not? a non-story. The plane wasn't even... Was they, they'd already decided they weren't getting on it. No, 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 no. I'll tell you oh, the story. No, 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 no. I know it's been picked up by the Mirror and the, and the um, Telegraph and everybody else, but let me tell you the story, right? When they arrived at the airport to go to Sunderland with London Executive Aviation, it, that was the airline whose plane crashed, they didn't know, okay? They had booked a plane to take them to Sunderland. They arrived at the airport to find a plane had crashed just off the end of the runway. As far as they knew, it was their plane, okay? So they then drove to Stansted and got a different plane, right? 
Only later did they find out that there were two separate planes. That one was flying to Bryce Norton, and then their plane was obviously grounded because the other one had crashed. So they'd flown on that plane. They'd used that company. They'd flown on that plane over 50 times. They knew the pilots and everything else. So you can understand, when we report it on Clarence Hugh, you know, David Gold did believe that their plane had crashed and that they had a lucky escape. So I don't see a big problem there, John. We didn't, we didn't sensationalise it. It's pretty, I mean, it's like I was going to get a bus to there. I missed that bus. and then went, you know, it's, It was pretty much a non-story, I reckon. Well, it did really well in the ratings. No, that's, that's, what, that's, that's, what that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. Uh, Sean, do you want to introduce the next bit? Well, I just I can't find what I wanted to moan at you about. Well, do you know I, what it was? It's your questions to the away fans. It was one of the. T what, two what was it? To know. I can't oh, that remember was what that it was. wasn't on Clarence Hugh. If it was a questions to away fans, it was on uh, West Ham till I die. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Look at West Ham till I die while, oh. while I'm introducing. Okay, it. I will. Uh, and you can see I spoke to a really nice guy from Sunderland, and I thought he gave some really good answers. So, um, yeah, it's that time to say... Do you write for West Ham till I die? I do, yeah. It's that time to say, well, sure, let's, uh, let's, let's hear what the, the gaffer has to say. Slavin, are you happy to get a point from two down or disappointed you can go and get all three? Both. Both. It was a good game of football again. Very dynamic, very, very... Four goals and all that. Uh, basically, if you asked me yesterday or before a game, would I take a point... Uh, I would never say, uh, yeah, I take a point. Yeah, I will take a point. We are always looking for uh, three points. Yeah. Uh, but we knew it's going to be a hard game. Uh, but then, to be fair, first half, they were much better than us. They, they should have been even free up. And if they had scored this, uh, the third goal, it would be almost game over. It's never over, of course, but almost. Uh, the crucial moment of the game was that goal that we scored for 2-1. And we were still behind, of course, but uh, that gave us a lift. We had a good team talk at the half-time, and then we came up out second half uh, better than them. We equalised on time, and then we had one man. Then they got a player sent off, and uh, last half an hour it was all off. Of course, we... We dominate in the position and all that. We were coming in the dangerous situations, had few, few good situations, had one really wonderful 100% uh, chance. And uh, as I said, the, well, the emotions are mixed. You know, a point is a point away from home, and it's a good point, especially when we were losing 2-0. But then if we were looking at last 20 minutes, half an hour or whatever, uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't capitalize all that with uh, one more goal. Does that show the standards so far under your managerial reign that you're slightly disappointed you haven't won at Sunderland? Yeah, I mean, as I said, we are we are not too greedy and all that. But to be fair, uh, it was me and my staff style from wherever we go. I mean, the game is there and, uh, and you should play that game to win a game. When you play at Man City and all that, you know that you're going to be second best in majority of the game, but still, and we show that we can win also those kind of games. Uh, we knew that, I said it, uh, for a few days I've been talking that Sunderland was a little bit unlucky in in few games. I said that before the game, also the 
so many games from seven of them they could it should have been like a little bit different they should have more points than that and they showed tonight or, to, or today that, that they they have energy and they, and they also in first seven games they were the team that was conceding they conceded 18 goals in the first half from 23 goals and it's hard to play when you are conceding now they scored one they scored another one and, and of course suddenly they are full of confidence they were full of confidence and they start to play the to play like move and everything they weren't hiding on the pitch that's why it was very crucial for us uh, to come back uh, just before the half time otherwise it would still have a chance 45 minutes but it would be extremely difficult because then it's about the third goal if you concede you are you are, you are close to five to be fair so uh, <laughs> it's a good point it's a good point for us and again it shows the spirit in your group to come from two down away from home we saw it the last game with the, with the late equaliser as well yeah yeah okay fair enough but I said to the guys now after the game okay it's a good point and well done you show your character but uh, uh, the spirit should be there not the spirit but the spirit the concentration the second ball thing that dirty work should be there uh, without me saying that and uh, from the start not 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 when you are too down but you go into the international break finally after eight games you probably would have taken this tally if I'd given you that in August would you after eight matches well, our position is good in the league and all that and so many points and everything. But to be fair, I, I don't see it that way. I uh, I didn't, before the season, we didn't go like calculate, let's put on a paper how many points we should have after eight games or four games or uh, or whatever. Uh, we are approaching game by game. And uh, that's for me by far the best way to approach the game. With the aim to to defend, of course, to have as many clean sheets as as you can, possibly all of them, <laughs> but but also to to try to score as many goals as we can. Now we are scoring goals. Really, we are scoring goals. We are creating chances. We are playing. We are good. Uh, but uh, all I'm saying with the I knew it's going to be hard, of course, because when when you are fighting for your life, literally. Get that extra uh, power and strength and everything, and I knew it's going to be hard. But with the greatest respect to them, uh, it was too easy. It was too easy. Chris Rowe keeps giving the ball away. Empire did give the ball away for goal. It's a good impression, John. Yeah, <laughs> you, should do, you, you should do the um, you should do the uh, introductions now for it because that is a really good. You could do Slavon Bilic like you certainly got the grey hair for it. <laughs> I'm Sla not Slavon Bilic Graham. Yeah, I'm not balding. He's losing his hair. Anyway, I, I, that was just not true. What I was saying. <laughs> 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 I caught John off. Yeah. He didn't think we were being recorded. Off guard. But we were. Uh, you spoke to John Moncur today, Sean. I mean, it's, it's well, been well, a long there time. There was a big reveal. Long time coming. Well, it's not. You told everyone last yeah. week. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Doesn't need to be anyway, a surprise. Anyway, during the break, I want to know what I was, oh, yeah, was going to have a moan at Sean about in his little, let's have an interview with the away team fans. Opposition Q&A with the Mackens. There you go. The West Ham till I die. And my question to you is, what do you think is the West Ham way? He gave a good answer, oh, though. Oh, my God. He, just he gave a good answer about Moore and Peter. Let's and just keep 
keep giving it for the let's have this media driven story that all the West Ham fans are no. about the West Ham way. It was a question. It's a made up thing by the media. You just perpetuate it. It's more a question by user, a black cabbie called BSB, known as Big Sam's Buddy, who's a frequent user, a uh, user, a it's frequent, <laughs> a frequent um, contributor on West Ham Till I Die forum, said, why, I, I, you know, I said, well, what other questions do you want? And he asked, asked the question about the West Ham way, so I put it in. Oh, I think that's, I think, Asking people about the West Ham way is just cringy. Going in just the hands of the media that just for this whole of this Sam Allardyce era just drives me nuts talking about the West Ham way. Anyway, that's so, my opinion. Okay. So the Clarence okay. Hugh interview number four. As I say, we couldn't do it last week. Uh, we had a scheduling issue. Uh, John wasn't available. And in fact, <laughs> we only managed to do it by the skin of our teeth this because uh, John was busy again. He was on the M25, so any apologies for the quality of sound, because we did speak to him while he was in a traffic jam on the M25 this afternoon, just, just about 20 minutes before we've uh, recorded this podcast tonight on a Monday. Um, he played 176 times the Hammers um, over nine years. And uh, scored six goals. And uh, I, I mean, you remember him, don't you? He was, he was an absolute pleasure to watch. Yeah. He was and one of those players who just enjoyed watching him. He, he looked like he enjoyed the game all, all the time. And he was a little bit, sort of, he had a little bit about him, didn't he, as well? But he and was it, certainly he was very skillful. He, he was a right quality. character, uh, remains a right character. And obviously, his son George was at the. Uh, Academy and, and it's now funny because his name's John and his son's called George. Yeah, hmm. good that point. Anyway, uh, let's not spoil the interview. <laughs> let's hear what John Monker had to say. And we welcome to more than just a podcast. He's our fourth Clarence Hugh interview. Uh, he made 176 appearances, scoring six goals over nine years. He's described warmly as a cult West Ham hero. It's John Monker. Welcome, John. Yes, welcome. All right. Are you a cult hero? I don't know about that. I think uh, I look back with fond memories of my time at West Ham and uh, I feel like when you look back and you're judged by a crowd that's very knowledgeable and also, you know, can be quite hostile at times, I think it's a credit to the nine years I had there. but they are me, hold me in quite high regard, so that's quite pleasing. Yeah. So, um, I think you joined West Ham in 1994, my research says, for 900,000 from Swindon. Yeah. bought you for, for 80 grand from Spurs. Why, why did you youth, um, start at Spurs? I think my research says you spent eight years at Spurs. Why, what, why, did, you, why did you not make it at Spurs? I think at the time, uh, Tottenham, we had quite a few, um, good midfield players, in particular Paul Gascoigne. Probably when I was ready to go in the first team, he was there and obviously was, was arguably one of the best players in the world as a midfield player. And I don't think Venables, uh, who was the manager at the time, uh, was keen on playing me and him together for some reason. I think we both were mad at each other. But uh, I just think that we our games were quite similar to a point. He was obviously a better player than me. And uh, I think that held me back at Tottenham. So I probably stayed perhaps one or two years too long. But 
in the end, it was the next Tottenham player that took me to Swindon in Glen Hoddle. So I went there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was a great player as well. So do you do you have a silver soft, soft spot for Spurs? Do you have a sneaky look at their result? Or, or is it a long time ago? I do, hoping they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that, John. <laughs> yeah, I felt, you know, I felt... I, I wasn't bitter, I just felt I didn't probably get uh, a fair crack of the whip. And uh, as time went on, I always, you know, wanted, always done reasonably well playing against them. It's an old club and you feel like you've got a point to prove. And having signed for West Ham, it made it extra sort of uh, special when we had results over Spurs. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things. I'm not bitter towards them. It's just the way football, you know, is... Yeah, well, I, I I didn't remember your time at Swindon, so I looked it up. But, of course, there was the famous Eric Cantona stamping episode against Manchester United. Um, a, lot, a lot of our listeners won't know about it. What, what happened in that episode? I think with that game, Swindon, whenever, you know, we were near the bottom of the league, I think we was bottom at the time, and United were top. And I think we really uh, punched above our weight that day and played really well. I think we was 2-1 up, and... United were getting frustrated, and in particular, uh, Canton and I as well wasn't having his greatest day. And it was just an incident that uh, I sort of had a little bit of a banter with him beforehand, and I, I sort of uh, basically got tangled up after I tackled him and, and won the ball. And while I was on the floor, he just stamped on my chest. So I was, uh, <laughs> I think I broke a couple of ribs that day. Yeah, well, you, you weren't known as the cleanest players yourself. I mean, there, there was a few things when I asked a few other players what, what John Moncur was known at. Yellow cards, being the joker and getting his manhood out were three of the things that came up quite quite often. <laughs> well, I think the... I, I probably wasn't... I probably... The, 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 the yellow cards probably come later on in my career more so. I think, especially at West Ham, where... You know, you just you perhaps that little bit slower, and but you're keen. You still got that desire to try and win the ball. But uh, I think in, the, in the, I wasn't a dirty player. I just was was committed. That's the way I, I, I see it. And I missed quite a few yellow cards. But the, the, as the game went on, what I, what you could have got away with 20 years before the end of my career, you couldn't get away with it at the end. You know, they was giving you yellow cards for next to nothing. So. Yeah. I think the rules changed a little bit, and and that added to the the, the amount of yellow cards I got. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you know Frank, I'm sorry, um, Julian Dix and Billy Bonds wouldn't have got on with the modern game too well either, would they? No, I think if you look back, I mean, I look at some of the old games with uh, Chelsea Leeds, you know, with Norman Hunter and and uh, Chopper Harris. I mean, it's like GBH, some of their their. You know, they would they wouldn't have lasted five minutes in today's game. Uh, it's just the way it is. I think football's better for it in a way, but then you do lose some sort of the you know the art of tackling's gone out of the game a little bit. Yeah. So you joined West Ham in 1994. I assume that was uh, Harry, was it that that took you on? No, it was based Billy Bond, to be honest. Uh, Harry oh, was, was it? The assistant, yeah. But it was uh, it was weird because Otto had gone to Chelsea. And the two clubs agreed, I think it was a million pounds, I think it was, uh, after so many appearances. So they both agreed the fee. I went to talk to Chelsea 
and West Ham. And most people thought I was going to sign to Chelsea, but I think that, you know, my granddad was a, was a, a lifelong West Ham fan out of the East End. And both sets of my parents were East Enders. I was born in Myland. And, I, you know, it just died me, granddad, a few years previous. And it just, my heart ruled me head a little bit. I, I wanted to play for West Ham. And uh, I'm glad I signed because, you know, in the end, I had nine good years there. And how, how did you get on with Billy then? What, what kind of manager was, was Billy? Well, I'll be honest, I didn't really have a chance to play under him. He, he, he left uh, within a couple of weeks of me signing for him. But, right. yeah, uh, Bill was a real, he seemed a real good guy to me. I mean, a straight, you know, a straight man. Uh, obviously, I didn't have, as I say, I didn't have enough time to see what he was, you know, like in depth as a manager. But he seemed a real good bloke. And, uh, obviously, he seemed to manage the way he used to play, you know, he was straight as a die and fully committed and uh, it was a shame really that he left. I mean, was there any feeling amongst the players and the team that, you know, Harry had done the dirty over Bill or was that all, all after the event that all those stories came out? No, I mean, well, we didn't really know what had gone on, to be honest, I didn't, I just signed there. So, uh, whether he did or he didn't, I don't really know, you know, what happened. Uh, but, I see some stories come out later on, but you know, even when Harry took over, it was good for me because I think he'd had a, a big influence in signing me anyway. So it wasn't as though you know a new manager was coming in uh, who wouldn't have fancied me. You know, the, the Harry Harry had a big part in signing me as well, so it worked. You know, and I was straight in the team, and we, um, we had three or four real good years. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So we know Harry had his favourites. 
were, were you one of those favourites? How did, what was your relationship like with, with Harry? I think, yeah, at times. Uh, only in the, in, the, in the early part, I was, definitely. But I think with it, with it you know, Harry, I've done well to last under him because he changes, you know, personnel, or he did, like, like all, all good managers, as time goes on. So I think he rated me because, you know, I, I lasted, I think he lasted seven years with him. So he obviously saw me as a, a decent player. And, uh, you know, I was in and out of the team at times with him later on, but I, you know, I had a good run under him. So I, I assume then you were there when he when he went as well and, and when Glenn took over. Yeah, yeah, obviously went through that. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Harry had done a great job, really. You can't turn around and say he hadn't. He took a, probably a relegation team when I first joined and he, he turned it into a team that got into Europe, uh, albeit in the Toto Cup. But even the year after that, we come fifth and didn't qualify, which was a, a travesty of justice. I mean, how that happened, I never know. But yeah. to take a team that was, you know, perhaps a yo-yo team at the time and turn them in, you know, and get them fifth in the in the in the league was a, a real achievement. And was was Roder a different type of manager? Was was he, um, you know, yeah, different I mean, from Harry? It was a whole change of culture. Yeah, I think that uh, Glenn was another sort of like to play football, another football man, if you like, but uh, it was strange because we had a, he had a good year the first year he, he came in, but I think he lost the dressing room a little bit the second year, and uh, that culminated in, in obviously us getting relegated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go about, obviously you scored six goals, I've written down two of them, I want to know which one is, is your favourite goal. The first goal against Chelsea in October 19... Um, 94, or the cracking goal I've just watched on YouTube a minute ago against Bradford in the 5-4 game in, in February um, 2000, and I forget what it is. Yeah. I think the Chelsea was obviously big because I I turned them down. It was the first time I played against them since not signing for them, so it was a massive goal, and obviously we won that day at Stamford Bridge 2-1, so I would have said that that was probably giving me more enjoyment, but Probably the best goal I scored was away at Aston Villa. Uh, I think a 30-yarder past Bosnich. That probably stood out as probably the best goal I scored at West Ham. I'm going to have to look that up on YouTube and see if we can we can show the listeners that because I haven't seen that one and I don't remember it from 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 those hazy days. You you left West Ham in what 2003? Yeah, I think it was on two something like that. And, and I read, you did an, a quite open and honest interview with The Observer, which I originally brushed up on about, you talk about drinking and fighting in the youth and, and, then, and then how you found Christianity. I mean, in the old days at West Ham, was, was there a lot of drinking going on, etc.? Or is, are you going back further into your, your Spurs days, etc.? No, I think it was a, a culture of drinking in football. Yeah, definitely. I think we... It, uh, the foreign players perhaps change that. I don't think they do it now half as much. But the old sort of days, we would probably go out once a week or twice a week, you know, as lads. And a lot of times, it was, you know, we we built our team spirit on on going out. You know, most of the team uh, team would go out and have a night out. And uh, but with sports science and everything that's gone on and 
it, it probably don't do you any good anyway. And I think what we didn't realise, you know, to, to go even on a Saturday night after the game, go and get, you know, go and have a drink in the players' lounge and then go out, it took you two or three days to recover. So yeah. it probably wasn't after your body was, you know, played 90 minutes. So I think, you know, the, the sports science of, of the game's changed a lot of it. That's why you don't see it so much now in football. It never did Bobby Moore any harm, though, did it? I mean, I hear lots of stories of people knew Bobby that, that said he used to have yeah. a football and, and, well, and think, still had the skill to carry on. Yeah, I think that the thing is, people know their bodies and they know how to manage their bodies. You know, Bobby had a way of obviously doing it. I, I think Frank Lampard told me he used to be in Sunday and with a plastic bag and sweat it all out of him. You know, I don't know if that yeah. was true or not, but he had a way of, of, of managing his body and exactly the player that you could get away with it. Yeah. Well, we're talking about bringing it up to the modern day. Obviously, George um, was in your footsteps and, and, and joined the academy. Um, obviously, he left recently and joined Colchester. I mean, were you disappointed that, that he left West Ham? Because they seem to have had a really big clear out of, uh, and they seem to be starting again. Terry Wesley's come in. Was that yeah. a big disappointment for you? Yeah, it was, obviously, because it's, you know, my club, and I think it was an even bigger disappointment for George. But uh, it was just unfortunate. The timing of Sam Allardyce didn't help him. You know, he, he never looked for the young players. And what he'd done to him on that day where he threw a mill in at Nottingham Forest was an absolute joke, to be honest with you. It was a debacle. Uh, yeah. And that's how you ruin players. But uh, it's... Critic to him, he's gone away and proved uh, you know how good a player he is, and uh, he's done really well at League One level. Scored a lot of goals, yeah. so yeah, I've seen it. We've been following his career. Yeah, he seems to be uh, improving. He's still only young, really, in football terms. So hopefully, you know, he might work his way back up. Yeah. Do you do you think Terry Wesley can turn it around? I mean, he's just been given a five-year contract. And uh, I don't know if you know, but they were relegated from the under-21 league last year. They've not won a game this season after six games. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, <laughs> for all the change of, of throwing out George and Danny Potts and all of the, the other people were there, not a lot seems to have changed to a lot of people on the outside. No, I mean, um, it, the thing is with that little regime, uh, with George, Potsy, Seb Leggett, uh, there was Rob Hall, Blair, Turgot, Mathias. I mean, they, they were top of the league because they had a group of players that all knew each other and all played well to each, you know, but they had a strong team. I think at the moment, it's not really about winning leagues or being bottom of league or relegated. I think it's about producing the one or two players that can go and play in the first team. That would be Terry Wesley's job, you know. So, you know, hopefully with Slavin as well, I think that young lads will get a chance and uh, they'll get more of a chance than under Sam Allardyce. So it'd be nice to see one or two break through. Well, we've, we've seen Oxford, etc., break through at the beginning, you know, from the uh, the European, etc. Last question on the youth. Is Terry Wesley the right man for the job? Yeah, I mean, I don't know him, but he, he seems to be, obviously, he's got a lot of experience at that, at that level and... Uh, I think that he, he is. It's just you've got to realise as well, are the players good enough? You know, I mean, yeah. the crop of players that come through when I was playing, 
it was it a freak because they had so many, you know, so many good young players at the time, like Rio Ferdinand, Frank Lampard, Cole, Carrick, Defoe, you know, Johnson. Uh, sometimes you've got to have the material. You can't blame Terry Wesley if the lads ain't, ain't good enough to come in there. Yeah. So I think, you know, he seems like the right man for the job, but you do need, you know, you, you've got to be, I don't know if it's lucky or, you know, you look at Man United, the amount of players that they produced that time that come and won the champions, you know, was, was world beaters. But since then, they haven't, they haven't had it. I don't think they've changed their system or personnel too much. So yeah. sometimes you've just got to be patient and wait for, you know, the right lads to come through. Well, time will tell. Let's move on to, to Slavin Village. Um, was, was he your first choice? Is he, is he the right man for the job? I know there's love. It sounds like no love lost with, with, with Sam Allardyce. Is, will, will Billage take us forward? Yeah, I think he will. He's definitely the one that stood out for me. I mean, obviously, I know him. I played with him. Uh, and he's a great, a great lad. And he had all the experience to come in and do the job that he's doing. Uh, he's a good international manager. He likes to play the West Ham way. Uh, he was, you know, as he's proven, I think he's got good recruitment uh, skills, you know, the right people around him, and he knows the European market as well as, you know, the British players, uh, English. So I think he's done a great job, and it, it doesn't surprise me that he's done so well up to now. And I think, he, you know, he's going to be the one that takes us on to the, you know, the new chapter when we go to the new stadium and, and, I think the project over five years, if we keep stick with him, I think the club will be in a healthy end. Yeah, you, you talked about the Olympic Stadium. Have you been? Is it, is it something you look forward to us moving to, or are you a traditionalist and, and you know we'll miss the old days of the bowling? I think oh, yeah, anyone that played at the bowling will miss it. You know, it's sad because there's so much tradition and it was a great place to play football. But I think you've got to go with the times now. You know. The way that football clubs are, uh, it just, it's a no-brainer, really. And, and the deal we got there is superb. So I think everyone's excited now about it. It's done and we're all looking forward to it. Yeah. Have you have you been or you, you come, has the club invited you uh, to the Bolin in the last season at the Bolin to, uh, to celebrate it? No, they haven't invited me, no. <laughs> we'll we see if we could correct that, John, because uh, yeah, yeah. we've, we've, we've said this to a few former players. So, um, do you go back at all? Do you get a chance to... to yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I've got, uh, I've got mates that have got boxes that I go, and and I was working for BBC London uh, Radio. That I, They usually give me the West Ham games, but I always go back and watch, you know, watch certain games. I'll probably go back maybe half a dozen to a dozen games a year so I enjoy going back there and it's always a great place to go Alright, well we'll talk to the club and see that in the last season that you know that there's room for some VIP treatment for John Wonka <laughs> Yeah, see what you can do yeah, I think the invites uh, were the carrier pigeon at the moment <laughs> Excellent uh, Last question what, where do you think we can finish this season in, in the league? You know, we, we got to the heady heights of, of seconds. I think we're now back to seventh from, from memory after the draw uh, last weekend. Well, where, can we, where can we get by the end of the season, really? Well, I think the, you know, basically the, the way we're set out 
up as a team. I think we we look really good away from home because we you know we've got pace on the counter attack. Uh, I think that obviously the home form's a little bit of a problem because the performances are not as good away as away from home. But at the end of the day, I think that we're I think we've got a deep, deep enough squad now to finish in the top half. I think that would be superb. If Slavin on his first year could get us in the top half, I think that would be a great achievement. And I believe we can do it. I think we've got enough quality there and uh, a big enough squad now that we can cope with, you know, with the sort of the stress of a full season in the Premiership. So I'm looking at us, you know, if we get eight, ninth, I think that would be a great, great achievement this year. Great. Uh, well, thank you for being our guest on More Than Just a Podcast and in association with Clarence Hugh. Um, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah, sounds it. Good. Thanks, John. Thank you very much thank for you, that. John. Another one of our And we'll see if we can favorites. sort you out, as he, as he said. He hasn't been invited back by the club uh to celebrate the last season at the bowling and we'll see what we can do here at uh we'll try more than just a podcast we'll, start, start we'll, a we'll talk to the catering manager we, what do we want every single ex-player to be invited back absolutely. to the yeah. stadium let's have a party absolutely <laughs> too right and it should, any ex-player that would want to be there should be able to be there i agree I surely agree. Yeah. if anyone feels enough of affiliation with the club still yeah old faux bear would be there he's always julian tweeting. yeah yeah he Too good for Real Madrid. He wasn't um, a, and we also favorite. want uh, Christian Daly. <laughs> now, I do want to... He was a love um, of my life. We will want to try and beat the other podcasts. We do want to try and beat the other We podcasts. do want to... I listened to the Ian Pearce interview with those guys, and they, they did a really good, really good interview with Ian Pearce. Um, and they talked about Christian Daly again. Now, I have got a contact with Christian Daly. Don't tell them that. You should get that a secret. Yeah. Well, they don't really know who it is. So we are working on trying to see if we can get an interview. But I know he's a bit media shy. He doesn't do many interviews. We're not the media. We're fans. Yeah. Ian Pearce was an underrated player, wasn't he? he, he, he do you know what? Like, he, he came into the studio to speak to the other podcast. And it was a really good interview. They took him through his whole career. And he, he, he's a big West Ham fan, as you probably know. Um, you know, he's a West Ham fan. Did he play at Kingstonian for a bit? I, I don't know. I don't know. But he, he, could, he could play out front Someone as well, like couldn't that. he? Yeah, he tells a good story. He does a few stories about John Moncur, funny enough, as well. So, uh, yeah, one of those players that was a bit underrated while he was with us, but um, he seems to yeah, have he a did. right He played two time. games for Kingstonian. Oh, yeah, there you go. They didn't ask him that. He's a quality player. He was. I used to like him. Did we get him from Blackburn? Yeah, Chelsea, then Blackburn, then West Ham, then Fulham, then Southampton, then Lincoln, then Kingstonian. Anyway, moving on. And I played... No, I played two games. Okay. Uh, moving on to the uh, updated seating plan for the Olympic Stadium. So, an uh, uh, upgrade from your back of the fag packet. Pack yeah. Packet, packet. Yeah. Big thanks to Ben, who's uh, an illustrator, professional illustrator. He's done a, a good designer. job there. It's, uh, for a while, I thought it was official. Yeah. So, he did that. It I does put look it up. official, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I put it up for Claire you. And I got a, a very terse email from the head of ticketing this morning. What was that? Uh, copied in. I've never heard that word before. What does that mean? Uh, terse, terse, angry, um, terst, yeah, terse, terse, terse. So, um, they are they originally asked me, can you spell that? Uh, T E R S E, terse. I'm gonna google it. So, uh, they asked me to take it down, and we said no. And, um, what does it say? The uh, definition, terse, 
It says, sparing in the use of words or abrupt. Abrupt. That's a good word. Yeah. Well done, Sean. It was abrupt. Um, they said it. They, they thought it was a bit misleading. They did, by the way, confirm for the first time that the away section and the not for sale was correct because they said that was public knowledge. But thanks for confirming it, guys. They didn't bring up anything on band one, two, or three, but they did say that band four and five were not correct. So based on the information, I slightly changed it, um, talking to other season ticket holders who've been for their band three tickets. What I've done is, obviously, everybody's been for band one and band two, so we know where those are, and we know where corporate is because they're bigger seats, and you can see that. BAM3 has been going for about two weeks now, so we know what people have been offered on BAM3. So it's pretty obvious what BAM4 is, really, because it's the ones left. BAM5 is a guess. I've slightly expanded it because they said BAM5 isn't right, and I had it on three sections. I've expanded it to five. But I think they are the worst seats, so therefore maybe BAM5 might be a little bit bigger. But we have put the, the new seating diagram done by BAM um, on the Facebook group which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. And please, if you're listening, go and like it because we're nearly at 500 likes. Yeah. And if, and if, if we get to 500 likes, we'll give away a mug. If you've been to the Olympic Stadium to for your appointment... To, no, to, the five, to one of our 500 followers. And so we'll do a random draw of the 500 people that like our page. Cool. Oh, that's kind of you. So if you've been for your Sean. appointment... Um, <laughs> free, and you've got any better information, let us know. And we're, we're this is a living kind of diagram that we're changing I as we get more information. I would hazard let a guess, know. Sean, that um, your uh, band fives, I would hazard a guess that you're not going to get too many band fives in the lower section. No, and there's no band fives in the lower section. Oh, okay. There isn't on his in, in illustration either. No. There isn't on the illustration. That's a way. You're, you're, it's your colour blindness that is what seeing is that the difference. What's the colour of your band fives? That's, that's the, 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 like, the dark, dark, the black. Oh, black. right. Okay. And the grey is away. That's away. Oh, right. So I would have gone for a yellow or something well, else. I <laughs> didn't do it. The designer did then. <laughs> You'd um, never do it right, let's face it. And you also <laughs> said that I shouldn't How have used the, the crest and we should have used the um, Clarity Hue... Well, uh, it looks. It looks. It does look quite. It's a very and well done map, and it looks quite official. So well and done. <laughs> and maybe we should have put a more than just a podcast uh, um, logo on. I it would well. suggest well, look too thoughtful of you, Sean, and you you, you don't really think of us. Would well, you know uh, what? I will. I'll put a Clarence Hugh in for you. Um, it's too logo late now. This one's been circulated around the yeah. world. I would. Web. I would suggest that you know. If I'd have done something like this and put the official club crest on it like that, it might have pissed the club off a bit. <laughs> well, it That's did. That's why I, I would have <laughs> thought did. before I put it out there. Yeah, it did. Anyway. Uh, how, how, it's do on how do you know that blocks 172 with the lines in and that? How do you know because um, split like that? They're split because that's what people have told us. They've said, look, half of it is band one. Because we've spoken to people in band one and band two and band three. And they've said, oh, that, that block split down the middle. Right. Okay. It's a work just of wondered, art, though, isn't wondered. it? It's, it's very pretty the oh, way that they've done the well done. It's very well done. Well done, Ben. Thank you. Well for done, that. Ben. Well done, Ben. Uh, Mornings Podcast Fantasy League update. There's 203 of us playing. Has that gone up? Yeah, it has by two. Gerald Smith is our new leader with 461 points. Sean is 140th with 356 it's points. Up six, point, uh, six places. Who leapfrogs, leapfrogs George at 160th with 346 points. Only 10 points in it, then. Yeah. Well, I think you were about five uh, Last is David Lloyd. Did we find out if it's the David Lloyd? David Lloyd, the tennis player. No. Who owns the gyms? It's no. not him. No, we it's don't know. Him. We don't know. It's not it him. It could be. 
Let's say it is. We are. We asked a question last week. I don't yeah. think it is. <laughs> I know who uh, he's was. last with dyslexia untied <laughs> with 186 points. It's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. What a jingle that is. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Thanks, Greg. Uh, and this is where we ask you, the listeners, to interact with us, the podcast, via Facebook on facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Podcast. Or on Twitter, which is at more TGA podcast. Uh, I posted earlier, disappointed with the result of Sunderland, or did we do to rescue a point? Did we do well to res- rescue? I can't speak today. Can you today. speak English? Not today, no. I'm tired, all right? Oh. Did we do well to rescue a point? You were up on FIFA 16 all night, I bet. I haven't played FIFA 16 for a while, Sean. Uh, Aaron Sean Watkins says, I am cursed and a jinx. Every away game I go to, we either lose or draw. What is with our new first-half mentality? It's brilliant we now have the ability to turn around mid-game bad performances, but we shouldn't have to. As much as I'm 100% pro-noble, he needs to be dropped for Palace. For a more informed Obiang. Fair enough. What do you think, John? Do you agree? Oh, the, the noble thing is going to be a problem, I think, for all season. He, he's sometimes, he sort of does very well, he's, he's, he's done some quite glaring mistakes this year. So I, thought, oh, I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, especially when Song comes back into full fitness it's healthy yeah. competition though isn't it it's, 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 I'm glad it's not my problem mm. it's a good Who's problem to have captain on Saturday Winston Winston Reed was it he or, is vice. Tom, or Tomkins he is vice I think no I think it was Tomkins yeah I think you're right I think it was Tomkins I think Tomkins was Lewis John Aaron says it's the West Ham way boys why do we have to go a goal or two down to get us going we are conceding sloppy set pieces Goals too far, too far, far too often. <laughs> you can't talk. <laughs> You've got the Sean addict. Um, yeah, we have affliction. former defenders in charge. It's true. That is true. That is if we do the same versus Palace and Chelsea, we will get punished further and lose. I agree. Yeah. Chris Ludlow says, I'm pretty sure that for the last time, this time last season, we would have set up for all the away games playing nil-nil. So therefore, lost all four, or at best, maybe a point from all four. The home form would probably have been similar, although I doubt we would have had character to come back against Norwich. So we would have four or five points. Still work in progress, but much going in the right way. Absolutely. Matt High says, if we were in that position last year with Big Sam, we would almost certainly lost three or four nil. It's great character to have gained a point, but disappointing start was our undoing. At least we aren't losing these games. Greg Milker says, I've had my doubts about Jenkinson's form this year. Even though he scored our first goal at Sunderland, I thought he less looked less strong. What are your thoughts? Well, I yeah. think Slab said it earlier, didn't he? He did. <laughs> what did he say? To it yet. Well, that's when you uh, recorded me pretending to be. Oh so. yeah. Uh, I I think um you Slab. I personally think that when Ogbina comes back, that uh, we should put Jenkins um Tomkins back out there. Really, and drop Jenkins. I think Jen- Jenkins should Jenkins should have a little rest up, not not for the season, but just as a little. Chris Ludlow says I was in Glasgow at the weekend. Great, well done. There's more to this. Oh, he watched <laughs> Rangers versus Falkirk. Rangers have a right back called James Tavernier. He looks very solid, and he scored nine goals this season already. 
Sign him up. Okay, it's a poor league, but still worth having a look. Nine well, don't tell everyone, Brett, though. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, that's good. Don't tell everyone on the podcast. Uh, well, we got Talk amongst yourselves while I look on Twitter. We've got uh, Hendry, haven't we? Is it Hendry? Yeah. Is he right back? He left was back? left back. Where He was from... What's, what Hamilton. team did he come from? Scottish team, wasn't it? Hamilton. Be nice to see him get a run out. Maybe give Cresswell a little break. Take the pressure off. Nothing on Twitter. We're still winless, by the way, in the under-21s. Um, despite uh, Wesley getting that five-year contract that I spoke to John about earlier, we're still winless. I know he said it doesn't matter about winning, but surely it does. Surely you must win games to build up confidence of youngsters. It can't just be about finding the next one. You've got to play some competitive games and win. Well, some of our, if you look at it, we've got um, Reese Oxford's in the first team squad. Yeah. Got Reese Burke, who's out on loan somewhere, isn't he? Burnley. So there's Bradford, I think. Is it Bradford? Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, there's, so there's two quality players that could play at that level that aren't playing. So I'm sure they're, you know, it's not. Did you see that we blocked Reese Oxford going to the World Cup? I guess you've done Allegedly. a story on that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't miss a trick, you do? No. No, it does. Predictions for Palace away, guys. We're going. Sure, we're going. Aren't we? we are going. We're going to make a day of it. Yeah. What? Were, where were we? Uh, in that that pub opposite the station. The probably, spoons. Spoons, yeah. yeah, opposite South Norwood. Are you going to jump up and down with the boys jumping up and down with their drum and flags? Yeah, they're really cute, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Nice in the corner. Really good, it's going to yeah. be a tough game, you know. Quite Of course, it is. Quite absolutely. Real tough game. They're above us, aren't we? Have we dropped to seventh. No, we haven't. We're sixth, haven't we? Are we sixth? I think I so. Thought we we're seventh. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, but we're I, I reckon we're going to scrape it 2 1. Do you? Mm. Do you? I just can't see us losing. I just I can't see it. <laughs> I reckon we are going to lose 1 0, I'm afraid. <sighs> I'm going to go for a 2 2 draw. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Because what's happened at Well, Sunday? I just think, I think West Ham are scoring goals, and I think Palace are scoring goals. That's another thing. I dropped Kabai off <laughs> my dream team and he scored two weeks ago <laughs> and he started scoring goals. Unbelievable, Sean. Unbelievable. Still above me, though, don't mind. He's, um, he's a good player, isn't he, Kabai? Johan he's Kabab. He's good. We've got, we've got top players at that club, like Johan Kabab. Mm. Said Joe they've got, um They've got a lot of pace, haven't they? Going Zaha forward. and Balassi. Yeah. yeah. They've got a lot of pace. But then we've got, we'll we got Moses and Lanzini, so, yeah. you know. I like Lanzini. I know it. you think he's a bit Mo- lightweight. Moses is ex-Palace, isn't he, as well? Is he's not cheap, you know, Lanzini. He was over 40 week. grand a week. He was week. a Palace. And sure they want was. a big price if we want to buy him, you know. How much do they want for him? I think it's over 10 million or something. something. It's, it's, it's a big price. Haven't we got an option? We have got an option, yeah. Uh, yeah, he started at Palace, Dad. 2007 to 10. Played 58 times, scored 11 goals. Who's that? Victor Moses. Ah. I'll, I'll start him then on Saturday week, whenever it is. Anyway, uh, we're uh, not here next week, are we, boys? Yeah, is everyone really looking forward to the international break? Yeah, yeah. can't wait. Yeah. yeah, we've got we've got the rest of the Rugby World Cup to look forward to, John. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Well, you could go to the bronze final for the playoffs to at the Olympic Stadium, John, if you really wanted to. I would do, but I'm really not that interested. Don't forget, we're not very far away, November from when we go to watch rugby at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, we thought we were being clever there and we've missed all these other rugby games, didn't we? No. The reason we got we on there was because it was 
ten pounds. Oh, were they a tenner? Yeah, I thought they were. Whereas if you go into an Olympic Stadium Rugby World Cup match, you're paying did at least pay fifty. Did they pay you for them? Did they right. pay you? Uh, I don't think you did, but I'll yeah. take the money off you on the day. That's fine. Okay, so I think I pounds. did. <laughs> right. Anyway, we're we're, <laughs> we're drifting. Um, Thank yeah. you for listening to Morning's podcast. Podcast. I've been George. John has been happy. Sean has been okay. Great, and Sean. Uh, see you after the international break. After Palace. Keep Come, the on faith. You irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Keep the faith. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.